Let's say it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday today, right? How many days is it until next Wednesday? Until next Wednesday? Until next Wednesday. I'm I'm like failing at math all of a sudden. Uh, well, that's well, a bad yeah. start. Right? <laughs> well, 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 it's already indicating that you're in the wrong it, camp. Like you have uh, two tries. Next have... next Wednesday would be uh, not 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 tomorrow. What? See, they're wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. What makes why, why why is it not tomorrow? Why is it not the next Wednesday? Anytime I hear next anything, I always assume we're talking about the the coming week. Okay, so oh, that was a perfect setup. If the current number is one, what is the next even number? <laughs> the next even number two. So <laughs> yeah, but you know I don't talk about days that way. You know, like if I like, why did days why, why, why did to, days get their own I special refer, rule? I refer to tomorrow as like tomorrow or Wednesday or something. And for some reason, if you if you add that little like thing at the front next, for some reason it just automatically means like. So, you, the next so week. basically, what you're saying is, the reasoning is for some. Would reason. you say, okay? Would we say, uh, hey, meet me tomorrow? Would you say, meet me the next day? That feels hella weird, right? <laughs> and so, like, that's when I hear next, I just. But my it would brain... still when I say the next day, it would still still describe the next day. Yeah, it would. Yeah. So suddenly, and if I fine, swap fine. day, you, you found an inconsistency in my story. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> can we but, count you as converted? No, oh. never. Sorry, we're, we're, the to lose we're losing yeah, this. No. The yeah, data is not looking good. I don't know how you feel about existential crises, but <laughs> who are you and why? Uh, so I'm hi. I'm Rob Dodson. I'm a uh, developer advocate on the uh, Chrome team, and uh, why I uh, mainly work on accessibility and. Uh, Trying to sort of teach developers how to build accessible applications, make sure it's part of their their daily habit when they're doing their uh, work. Yeah. yeah, I think you're the first one who just glosses over the why and just turns it into a job description. I like we've gotten very weird. That's DevRel training, right? Yeah, exactly. it's just like I, yeah, I just reverted back to my training and it just sort of kicked in. <laughs> I imagined I was on a stage and it was going badly, and I just started saying my job title. <laughs> we just sort of activated you there. Yeah. That <laughs> or bring you bring me back to humanity. So you've been doing an edge rotation recently. I have, yeah. It's, so what's that? Like you, yeah. you stand in the spot and spin around, but yeah. with a computer. With, with the other edge. Yeah, with yeah. the other edge people. It's uh, like a spinning class. Yeah. 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 Uh, so what I've been doing uh, the previous quarter was um, actually working on Chromium. So working in C++. Um, like That's dreadful. It was, because uh, I didn't know C++ when I started. So I learned enough C++ to be bad at it. And then I started shipping code in the browser. Which was and having other people yeah. review your code until you were yeah. So basically, the way that works is like I put up a patch and someone goes, "It's horrible," and then I'm like, <laughs> "They're like, down there, move it over there." And I'm like, "Here," and they're like, "There," and I'm like, "Here," and they're like, "Yes," and so, I'm so, like, so, "I shipped a thing." <laughs> so you, you were sat at your desk and then a, a, a real engineer stood behind you <laughs> and held your hands. Like, maybe, like maybe. the scene from Ghost. No, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> is there a special pair of gloves that has sort of two? You put, you put the gloves on. They put the their tandem hands gloves, the top, and they type it. Like, well, this counts as you doing it. This is you. <laughs> look, look, you're writing C++. You're look, so you go. look at you go. Uh, it was the funny thing was it wasn't even an engineer I knew. It was an engineer from a different browser who was just so annoyed by my bad code that they just showed up <laughs> from like from like another continent and were like, stop, <laughs> like do it this way. And that's, a, that's a long way to run. Yes. Like, so, so another continent, they're at their <laughs> desk, they, the they see your code, and they stand up and go, no! 
but from, like that. from where? Uh, from, from Oslo? From yeah. Oslo. That's a <laughs> long run. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but it was really cool. I got to learn a lot about how Chrome actually works under the hood. So that was really interesting. Um, I'd actually encourage like anyone who um, is really interested in the browser, like you can learn enough C++ to kind of get in there. And the nice thing is, um, this is a tip I got from another person on the team. If the code around you is written well, you can kind of like figure it out. You can kind of like muddle along. And so mm-hmm. that's the case, right? I, I got in there and I found something that was similar to what I wanted to do and kind of just like copy-paste. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's say it. it's copy paste. But I, I find the same with web standards. Actually, like I kind of, I, I oh, sometimes yeah. like I'll submit a patch, and the, the feedback would be like, "Why on earth have you written like like this?" Right. And I was like, "Well, I copy and pasted it from two, <laughs> yeah. two lines that way." So, well, it's wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, how can I help being wrong in this situation? Yeah. You're like, I'm new, and so like, uh, so yeah, uh, I was very wrong, pretty much all the time. Um, but. It was pretty gratifying, like getting something behind a flag in Chrome. I mean, you know, you know the really owner cool. of a flag in Chrome, right? You, that's the well, thing you wrote. Yeah, the experimental web platform features flags, which is kind oh. of like a bucket, like everything yeah. goes in there. But uh, but yeah, I'm like the owner of like a pseudo class in CSS now. Kind that's of. cool. Yeah. So, oh, I think I remember you, you you said on chat at some point you're like I'm just gonna add a pseudo class called Foo just for oh, to check added, out that it works. I added YOLO at one point, <laughs> so that that did not ship. But but YOLO <laughs> matched whenever I felt like YOLO should match. Um, <laughs> You know? So what were you actually implementing? What was the uh, what did you write? So it's a, a CSS pseudo class called Focus Visible, okay. and the way it works is it matches when focus matches, and then using kind of like an internal heuristic in the browser, we determined that it would be useful for the user to see some sort of focus indicator. So, so typically that means like depending on if they're using a mouse versus a keyboard to navigate the page. If you're using a mouse, depending on the control, maybe you don't need to see one if, like, if you're clicking on a button or something like right. that. Right, I've had that problem before, and I feel yeah. like I've been like making things not accessible because I don't want when the user clicks with a mouse it to it to have that same focus style. Right, you end up like doing weird hacks, like oh, if it was a, if there's a mouse down, add a class somewhere or something that will hide the focus styles yeah. or something. So yeah. it's now I think I can I can start do star focus visible focus ring, and then. Uh, outline. Well, there's no. I mean, it, you just use outline. Oh, outline. Right, for your focus indicator. Yeah. That's outline, but isn't the focus, focus visible used to be called focus ring? Actually. Oh, that's renamed the same thing. It. Yeah. So, can I do because by default the outline is like kind of blurred, right? It fades out. Yeah. But can I do that? Uh, yeah. So uh, someone was telling me if you just do outline auto, it should revert to that. But that oh. actual sort of the blue thing that you see mm-hmm. there is in the user agent style sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, you can literally. It's kind of cool if you just open up. What is it? CS.chromium.org. Yeah. And type in HTML.css. Like that is the user. That's like all the styles in the browser is that mm-hmm. file. And it's like that's the kind of thing that I, I kind of got to discover on the intro rotation. Is you can just go in there and you can be like, I can just change this if yeah. I want. Like, and I can... you will see interesting units like the QEMs, yeah. the quirky EMs. Yeah, yeah. Weird mm-hmm. stuff. That like you just, some, like some good stuff in there. Yeah. So like, when you're saying it's heuristics based, mm-hmm. I mean, how, how do you get that through a standard? Like, uh, so that's actually, we're still working on that. That was some of the feedback that we got, which was like, we want to know more about the conformance for this thing. Um, so we're working on a patch right now to really like explain when we think it's beneficial. Um, and so typically it's like, you know, for, for anything kind of like where you know the user is going to be providing some keyboard input, like a, like a text field or something like that, you probably always want to show it then. Whereas for something where the only action is literally like click a thing, like a, a button or like a slider knob or something, you maybe don't want it in those cases. So it kind of depends on the intent of the interaction and everything. Yeah. But in the end, it's going to be left to the UI, to the UA to decide what 
to, yeah, ultimately, like, so there'll be some conformance criteria yeah. that we're going to kind of recommend, um, and hopefully everyone would follow that. Because, um, yeah, you would want it to be consistent, because otherwise it ends up with just yet another kind of broken focus experience. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So you're speaking about accessibility, right, at mm -hmm. I.O. Is, is that focus ring, or are you covering other stuff as well? Yeah, so I'm going to talk about um, what's new in DevTools. So there's some cool accessibility stuff that we've added there. Uh, talk about focus visible. And then the other thing we're going to talk about in the second half, uh, Dominic Mazzoni, who is an engineer on the Blink team, is going to come up and talk about accessibility object model, which oh, is the infamous AOM. Yes, or AOM, depending on how you the AOM. depending on the camp that you fall in. Right. Um, so, so yeah, that's actually a way to just create your own virtual accessibility tree. Um, listen for accessibility. Well, let's, let's, let's stop there because what even is an accessibility tree? Oh, okay, yeah. So that's actually a good question. Um, so this is something I didn't really understand for a long time. I was like, how does the browser make a screen reader say the things that it says? Mm. And it was always just kind of a mystery to me. Um, but basically, it's like you've got your HTML. Which and, is a tree. Right, right. That gets turned into DOM, which developers are familiar with that. Um, but then the browser does this one extra step where it takes the DOM and it sort of prunes out all the parts that are not semantically interesting. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a bunch of divs just for like positioning things on screen, it just sort of throws those away. It builds this sparse tree of just the semantic goodies. Yeah. And that's the accessibility tree. And that's what actually gets handed off to assistive technology. So, so if I do something like uh, aria hidden, then that's, that's my instruction to say, don't put this in the accessibility yeah. tree. Is yeah, that, you're like okay. pruning out a whole chunk of the DOM from the accessibility tree. I mean, yeah. it, it kind of sounds similar coming from the CSS, like display, display none, which removes something from the rendering tree, yeah. which you also it have. also removes it from the accessibility tree. Yeah. It's so many trees. Yeah, so, so there are So we're actually getting access down. to this tree? Is that? Yeah, so you'll be able to, um, what you'll be able to do, there's kind of a few things. Um, You'll be able to listen to certain events that previously were only available through accessibility technology. And the other thing you can do is you can actually just kind of like create virtual branches of the tree if you want to think of it that way. Um, That's probably really relevant for like, for example, Canvas, right? In indeed, yes. Canvas, if you're building like WebGL, maybe some kind of like SVG that's hard to make accessible. Um, or maybe even just like a regular DOM component. Mm -hmm. Like for the longest time, it's been really, really difficult in some situations where you have something and it, it's almost like a in Canvas, it's almost like a black box. Yeah. With DOM, it could be just a really elaborate thing for something presentational. But now you can just hook in there, and you can just say, you know what? I know better. Exactly. And you're like, I know this is all weird and elaborate, but here's the actual thing I want to be represented in the so accessibility tree. Is that like a pure JavaScript API? Or are we going to be markup as well? Or uh, It'll be pure JavaScript, um, at least initially. Um, okay. But sure. yeah. yeah, so it'll be uh, all JavaScript. So. One of the struggles, I think, with accessibility is getting developers to care about it. Um, and I felt like performance is in that bucket as well. It, it's one of those sort of, it, it's slightly difficult to get budget for, for that, even though I would say, you know, well, accessibility, there's a lot of people who get real value from it, and with performance as well. With, with performance, I feel like AMP has done a really good job of kind of taking that to businesses and saying performance Making is Making it the default, right? Yeah. Is it, what, what can we do for accessibility to achieve the same? Yeah, so it's tough because accessibility, um, some of the things, because the area is like really broad, some of the things fall into like user experience and design, so color contrast and stuff like that. People tend to kind of like pick that up and, and incorporate it into their design process a little bit better. Um, you get into other areas, though, like screen reader support and ARIA, and a lot of people are like, well, that's not my problem, right? It's sort of out of sight, out of mind. If it's not something that's directly affecting the developer, yeah. they kind of just don't care about it. So I think what has been really successful for a lot of teams has been um, doing a more like inclusive design approach. So making sure that you're bringing in people 
who may have disabilities or impairments into the design phase, into yeah. the product testing phase. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, even like also making sure that those people that like you're employing those folks on your team, even that engineers on your team, like might have disabilities and things like that, because if it doesn't work for literally the engineer on the team, like it's not going to ship, right? Pretty much. And so we need to just like, I think in general, do a better job of like including more people in our, in our design practice. Um, and as a result, hopefully it just becomes something that everyone just does as part of their kind of their daily habit. Uh, all right, so we're going to link to your talk. Okay. To, yeah. to plug a little bit. How, how long have you worked for Google? Uh, four years. Four years. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Then, then you qualify for this question. Yes, okay. So I, I do pub quiz on a Tuesday. I get all the tech questions wrong. I'm the only tech person on the team. They rely on me. I let them down every time. Okay. So I'm asking tech people the kind of tech questions I get asked. Hopefully they fail as well, and I can show that to the team and like save face in some way. Okay. You've been here for four years. Okay. What are the colors of the Google logo in order? Go. Go. Uh... Let's just start with the first letter. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with the first letter. I mean, that's if you were doing it in order, that is Good where start. you would start. Yep. Is it red? No. Nope. But, but, but you just made Jake happy. Is it that's blue? What that's is what it blue? Oh, second, second guess. Should we give you, we'll give you a second. I'll just see okay. how far you get from there. I kind of want to be like blue, yellow. No. No, mate, you just don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how many times do we see that logo every day? It's clearly just yeah. not a good logo. We, uh, we're starting <laughs> a petition to basically just new branding. Actually, someone managed to dig out like the original, original, original Google logo. And like the with G a really wonky letters. With the gradients. And, and there the, the G is the in fact red. No, yeah, it's in the faux 3D mm -hmm. kind of, but like drawn in paint. Yeah. And yeah, the G is red there. Yeah. And so you were obviously thinking about that. I was just thinking about, it's because I've been here so long. I'm thinking of the original. <laughs> like four logo. years ago, yeah. we were at that stage, right? right? Yeah. Time moves fast, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Keep up. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for Good luck me. with your talk. Yeah. And. <laughs> I don't know. I said that's up for something. I, look, you can't do that. You can't no, really. And then look at me and just like, and. You, you go finish this. And. Ta da! I think I, I think I totally messed you up by saying thank you for having me. Too that's soon. fine. It's fine. Do you want to try that again? No, no we're just going to leave this. Oh, okay. This, this is the, this end, is of the end of the video. All right. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna keep dragging it out like the, the, the final Lord of the Rings. Should we do it's like got a, so many endings? Like a long gonna, fist bump or when, something? When is when is your talk? It's soon, right? Eleven thirty. So we're just gonna go straight. This this ending is gonna last straight <laughs> right into talk. the talk. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's good. All right. All right. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs>